Well, that music, folks, means it's time for the Blockade Pinball Podcast. And I am your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me, as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. Hello there. How are you today? Well, you know, it's one of those days, so it's all it good. Is, it, yeah, it is one of those days. We're a bit late at broadcasting today, aren't we? Because um, we had some uh, <laughs> some late-breaking voice meter routing audio issues to resolve from last week. Yes, we're, we're, we're trying, folks. We're <laughs> not necessarily successfully, but we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I laughed at the reason why we had that double audio playing back last week. Yeah, I, live session. I didn't know what Jared was talking about, and it's something that I'm used to hearing all the time because I'll have the... Uh, the broadcast podcast open so that I can do chat. And whenever I hear do double, I'm just like, Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. And I go and I turn mute the audio and I was completely forgetting about the fact that my audio now transmits to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially we were getting the delayed broadcast of YouTube live playback in our actual live yeah. session. So yeah, that, that explains that. So look, we worked that out. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Some things have been figured out, but that's about it. Yeah. I've um, got other things on the way as well, which, we're we looking into, which will be even cooler. Will be cooler, yeah. We want yeah. to... Uh, I, I guess, you know, we need to step into the more modern era and care for the YouTube stream a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to enrich it with things. Enrich it with things. Yeah. And that'll... that'll uh, I don't know. Eventually, we might. We might. It, I mean, I don't know if we get really nuts and crazy. Uh, might break the YouTube video up into little chunks, also, Ooh. for the people that just want the little ten-minute sessions. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I really doubt that uh, you know a pinball podcast will ever go viral, but no, probably not. If it does, but... we will be ready for it. Oh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I see it working well for the interviews. Like when we um, have Mel on the show for, you know, the uh, just the interview component, that would work well potentially, but... Potentially. Yeah. Well, at least we got to, you know, schedule a time so that you can be there too. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Like 2, 2 a.m. in the morning is no bueno for me. No but, bueno, uh, not so much. And, and timing it with when Mel is available, I mean, it's one of those things where it's going to have to be... Um, Either we record on my stateside Friday so that it's a Saturday morning for Jared, uh. Uh, or uh, or we're gonna have to do another Saturday recording like we normally do and just have Mel come in on this day off. Oh well, he may like it. He may because we're good. Well, we're good friends. <laughs> we'll see. So I have a feeling we haven't discussed what we're going to do on the show today, which is which yeah, is we haven't. So here's here's the rundown for you, Jared. I have a feeling I know what it is. <laughs> no, I don't think you know what it is. Because oh, okay. We didn't get to last week was talking about the pinball cabinet. Oh, and that's we, right. We left that hanging, didn't we? We did leave that hanging. So we need to talk about that. I know what you think I'm going to talk about, which is the mobile app. And <laughs> yes. going to, we're going to touch upon it, folks. But here's the thing. I still don't have volume four on my phone. It got delayed for iOS. Uh, somebody uh, said uh, pass certification. I'm not sure what the, what the deal was anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's, only been on, funny. Yeah, it's only been on Android. And so I've not experienced firsthand the absolute cluster that everybody on Android has experienced. <laughs> <laughs> and as we all know, how I've been dealing with the game and monitoring the game and tracking the info is different than what probably the majority of people are experiencing. So yes. one of those things I really <clears throat> will go over what potentially is the problems, um, but I can't really go rage and rah on it. Because you've my... not literally touched it yet. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Maybe they're using Android as the alpha test for the new thing and then quickly back it out. <laughs> or can... maybe not. We can yeah, only or not. <laughs> uh, but I, I just uh, today is my uh, my seventeenth wedding anniversary with Ooh. the wife. So just oh wow, she's lit you up to do a podcast in the morning. She's very good, <laughs> dude. At this point, and you probably know this too. The wives are just like, can you just get away from me? <laughs> yeah, true. 
Look, it's my 11th anniversary um, this week as well. And uh, it was was on Thursday and like um, Kim was just saying, oh, so are we doing anything on Thursday? I said, well, no, look, I hadn't really had anything planned because I think it's better if we actually go and do something today, like take the kids out for lunch and, you know. And she goes, well, in that case, can I go and and do trivia tonight? I said, of course you can. Off you go. You know, it's like, it's just a, like, it's still a good thing to celebrate. And I did make a neat little present. I, um, Got all the uh, anniversary colors, which are turquoise and yellow. Um, and I, I basically got a whole lot of flowering plants and in those colors as best as I could because it's it's a tough time of year to buy plants in being sort of autumn into winter. But I still managed to get some yellow plants and I put them into like a, a steel colored pot, which is another color for the length anniversary. And uh, yeah, I did that instead. So that was kind of neat. Ta-da. She, to, she, she, she liked it. But it's one of those things you had to do on the day <laughs> because right, you know, yeah. hiding a plant is a bit hard. <laughs> um, no, it's like for us, it's always this time of year. Like we just had my, my niece graduated. My son just finished school. Um, the anniversary. Uh, what else is going on? I, mean, I don't know. It's always just kind of like this busy part of the month culmination of things and the mm. anniversary always just kind of winds up being a oh yeah that <laughs> oh yeah At december is like that for us because all the the walker side of the family so my wife's side of the family they've all got their birthdays in december including my wife so it's just and also like our kids like uh, sienna's birthday is in december so it's like <laughs> it's just ridiculous um, often what happens is, you know, we actually have a merged birthday for Sienna and, and Kim because it, it's just not much point doing it like, uh, separately. I'm also one of these people that is, um, completely unromantic. So well, yeah, I'm, I am too. Like to, the, the amount of effort it took me to work out what to do for, for with the plants, it, it took a lot of mental effort for me to do that, which is terrible. I know, but yeah. <clears throat> I I used to take pride in in uh, doing the gas station Valentine Day card. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, and the gas station bouquet. <laughs> the gas station bouquet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else is going on? Let's see. Uh, okay, so for those of you that uh, are at all curious, yes, I did manage to watch all of Game of Thrones in the one week that I had HBO for free. And I and I should say not all. I own all seven seasons. I didn't own the eighth season. I watched so the eighth season. Binge on the eighth, basically. I honestly have no problem with it. I think you have no a, problem with it. Yeah, I think it's a fine ending, and I think that people are so wanting this amazing transformative experience that I don't. I don't know where they possibly think that's coming from because I don't think there's been a single series ender that's ever done that um, but uh yeah it was it was, it was kind of fun I, I was so thankful to finally be able to avoid or not have to worry about spoilers for that and spoilers for endgame because <laughs> that was yeah. really difficult that was really tough i have not seen endgame yet but again i think i don't really follow things on twitter that would spoil that and most of the people i follow on twitter are actually pretty respectful of the no spoilers thing anyhow so but um, it's, not, it's not even that. It's as soon as that movie came out, they came out with a new trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home that mm. is full of spoilers to what happened in. Oh, they couldn't properly advertise that movie and tell you what was going to happen in it because so much of it is dependent upon what goes on in Endgame. Endgame. Oh, wow. Okay. <clears throat> so again, I, that's why I said it becomes very difficult to avoid things because it just starts permeating in everything else that I look at. Just accident by pure accident. I think they expect that if you if you care enough about spoilers, you go and take care of that pretty quickly. Yeah, I think is what they're saying, and I think really that's that's probably a fair a fair thing to say about a lot of movie spoilers. Like if you care enough to actually worry about spoilers, then you go and actually take care of that as a priority. Because if it, you can't help what the internet does, it is an organic piece of thing. Yeah. So uh, regarding the uh, the microcab back there, all I'm doing. Mm. So I had the uh, the electronics, my my the, the the board, if you will, mounted vertically on the back wall, mm. as well as the accelerometer. Thing was, was I was never getting good nudges. 
it was it just seemed to nudge in whatever direction it wanted to go it was there was no rhyme or reason to it yeah. and for how many times i went into windows and into the controller settings and tried setting the nudging you know having it remap it it never mapped it it, it just looked like the like a compass that you were just like doing massive tilt on it, it was just like any which direction it was going uh-huh. I'm like okay that's weird so i started wondering well maybe just maybe this accelerometer doesn't account for full three-dimensional uh, space. Maybe it's only a 2D one. So yeah. I glued a piece of wood in there so that I can mount the whole thing flat. Yep. And uh, I'm just waiting for the glue to dry so that then I can... I probably... think you'll find it's going to be a lot better because I think you're <laughs> spot on with your diagnosis there. Because it was a kind of a bummer. That was the one thing that was kind of a bummer with it not working properly was the nudging. And so then I wound up assigning one of my two flipper buttons to be nudge, which is fine for left and right, but I had no nudging forward, no Mm. nudging. And on some of these machines, you need that nudge up. Um, You do indeed. I mean, like take for instance, whitewater. If you miss insanity falls and the ball comes rolling back down the little ramp, it's just going to go right down the uh, the drain hole, right past the the flipper, yes. and you're in lane. But if you time a properly nudge up, it'll bounce the ball up to your flipper, and then you can hit the flipper again and have another go at it. Hmm. Yes. So side to side nudging ain't going to work for that. You need the up nudge. So, like I said, we'll you find out. Do. Now I've Hopefully. noticed something. I, I did actually deliberately. I forced myself to go and find a little bit of time to play each of the tables that are part of the general availability release of volume four. And um, I still noticed that uh, Whitewater's got that weird, sort of weird audio for the symbol still in there. Apparently that's not the only weird audio. There's been quite a few people that have been commenting the audio is just not right on it. I, I certainly know that from a timing perspective, the the symbol noise can often get out of sync with the regular sound effects, mm-hmm. um, or like the regular background music. So it's like they've multi-tracked the audio and they're having trouble merging it back together. I don't know how they're managing their audio because it sounds like they're emulating it directly from the game, unlike Farsight, who actually recorded like wave files. Um, right. But I, what I have noticed though in Whitewater is it's far less lossy than Pimple Arcade. Like it's when you're listening through headphones, you're going, "Wow, it doesn't sound like it's 96 kilobits a second. Mm-hmm. Like it actually sounds rich. There's good, there's good um, um, breadth to the audio, and it actually sounds pretty clean. So I think they've, they've either done a lot of cleanup on it, or and this could be the problem. Like they've done that much cleanup on it that um, like the symbol noise is one that I've actually had to add in or something. Um, I'd love to. Uh, that would be a question I'd ask Mel next time about what challenges they had with with Whitewater's audio because I think it's a. I reckon it would have been a bit of a challenge cleaning that one up because we know it's the ROM is terrible. Like just natively, it's bad. So. See, right now I'd love to be able to uh, you know just fire off an email and ask Mel these things, but they are at E3 right now, uh, ah. set, uh, which starts next weekend. And apparently they said it's the busiest that they've ever been as a studio um, dealing with all of this. So I have a feeling they're doing a pretty good booth. I don't know. I'm hoping for some, uh, some interesting booth pictures. Yeah. Uh, Some booth pictures and more juicy info. The, the giveaway that they're giving at the show are Zen slippers. Oh, little white with the Zen logo on them. Yeah. So uh, if you go, if you want to see what they look like, they're over on Twitter. On their uh, Zen account, or I'll actually check that out. account. Uh, ah, right. Yeah, I have but... to go check that out. <laughs> so, yeah. no doubt, one of the things they're going to be bringing over to E3, I imagine, is that behemoth of a uh, table <laughs> of a machine that they have. What for... was the official name of that that Mel said last time? It was something like the um, commercial prototype cabinet or something like that. And I've mentioned the name discreetly in the, the show notes because it sounded um, very specific in what they were referring to it as. But yes, the big, shiny, marquee surrounding video cabinet that Gary yes. seemed to like. So it did seem like, from what Mel was saying, that uh, some of the things that you were hoping for are going to be happening in this. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that 
going to be, you know, they're taking the smart approach. It's not going to have all 91 tables that Zen has made right now available to you because then you just be totally overwhelming. Like, how oh, would you choose? You imagine? Yeah, how would nah. you choose? It's like, I don't know what any of these are. When, you know, and fine, you choose a couple and then you're like, wait, which ones did I pick? I don't know. So hmm. they're like the one at the show, it had all 19 Star Wars tables. Hmm. But even that is more than what they're going to have physically on the machine. They're yeah. they're trying to figure out what the ideal number is. But the beautiful thing about it is it's not the machine. It, it, the whole thing is network connected and basically to a cloud. So hmm. Zen can change anything they want like that at a moment's yeah. notice. And it'll just whoop, download into the machine and, and away you go. Yeah. And Pretty that, cool, right? That is very cool. And especially yeah. since he said also that there is basically, it's going to have that internal AI. Uh, so if you've got, you know, five machines that are, or, you know, five tables to select from, and one of those tables just isn't getting any plays. It gets bumped. Another the, one gets loaded. Yeah, the AI bumps it out, puts in a new one without anybody at Zen having to analyze the Manage data. it. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it looks for, it was going to be interesting to see what that ends up resulting in, like as far as how it swaps things out. Because I think that well, it's going to result. Like, There's like three tables or something uh, was suggested, I think, as the, um, yeah. as sort of like the, the running. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, if you had three tables in one cabinet, that's a very easy choice to make. And, you know, decision, decision um, uh, fatigue is the biggest problem um, for, for players like that. So having it down to three, I think, doesn't immediately sound like a good idea, but when you think about it more, it makes total sense. Well, and if they're rotating every two weeks, that's going to encourage people to keep on coming back and yeah. checking it out. Or even if they're not necessarily specifically coming back to play Zen, but as they're walking by, they go like, oh, hey, there's new... Okay, you know, let me yeah. check those. And then... Uh, like, how good would it be, you know, if, like, as part of the attract mode, they had, hey, newly loaded this table and this table, you know, play them now. You just basically use the back glass for more than just background stuff. So when it's yeah. in attract mode, you're basically having all this extra messaging on there that grabs your attention. And then, of course, it's going to be, you know, what one machine on one location is proving to be popular with certain tables. Another location may like a completely different, you know, the, mm. the people up there may like a completely different set of tables. So that'll That's also right. be What's going to be interesting, like thinking further with this, the data they're getting back from the um, the machine's AI selective system might actually inform future tables that they're going to build because they know that based on the data, people like to play this style of table, this type of table. They can analyze what features on that table are there and then use that to guide their design decisions in the future. So the ability for them to extract more data than just arcade play statistics is quite deep in this product, I think. The, the, uh, the, uh, one of the side effects that I think is cool too is this means they have to make back glasses. They do, which will benefit so, cabinet mode. Yep. So for all those Zen originals that get put into this thing, they're going to have to do back glasses. Conversely, and I never really checked it out until Hurricane, but obviously, Hurricane has the fully animated back glass. Mm. Uh, they're not skimping on that stuff either. It's none of the static back glass. No. It's faults and, and everything going on with what the ROM felt it to. Everything we wanted in Pimble Arcade that we never got Yeah, um, for cabinet owners. And yeah, so just imagine if they applied the same sort of logic to the Zen Originals, you know, and actually put flashing lights in the back glass and like animated it, like just as the Williams Pinball ones did. Yeah, it's going to be great. Think of Safecracker displayed with the back glass in in view all the time, and how much difference that would make to playing the game. It would be huge. Yeah, I do wonder. And this is <laughs> again, this is the size issue of that machine. And again, mm. that machine is also the prototype. But how do you think nudging on that thing is going to be? Interesting, because basically, for those that haven't seen it, the top call it, I don't know, three inches where the flipping buttons are, are the <clears throat> standard width of a, of a regular machine. But mm. then below it is where the video screen starts. And mm. it starts out probably two inches. So it's going to be a little weird on the hands, I would think. 
uh, if you're going to, I don't know, depends on how you nudge, I guess. It will. And uh, if I remember correctly, the marquee wraps around the front of the cabinet too, doesn't it? Yes, it does. So for those people who prefer to stand quite close to the pinball machine when they're playing, that's going to affect their stance. Um, and also for children who want to play it, that's potentially going to be a problem because they're not going to be able to get up close to the pinball machine. Yeah. You might also find that kids will start climbing on it as well, which won't be good for the displays unless they really ruggedize that part of the machine. Yeah, from what I'm guessing, that specific machine is going to be what gets plugged into your Dave & Buster's because Dave & Buster's requires, ooh, bright, shiny, something that really attracts, um, attracts you over to it. If they are yes. intent on putting machines into just regular commercial areas, um, I'm wondering if they're also going to be doing just the regular cabinet to wedge in between, you know, for slightly smaller footprints. Uh, yeah, because that, that size is essentially one and a half pinball machines. So from a floor space perspective, that's going to be a concern for regular operators. Um, yeah. The other thing that I noticed with the machine, there's actually three legs, not four. So there's a front leg, which is actually the middle leg. So it's like got a, a single leg at the front. Okay. So that's, again, going to affect nudging because the reason why you can nudge in a pinball machine is because it has the thin metal legs, which allow you a little bit of movement. So having these big sort of pillars essentially that the machines sort of attach to will being there's zero flexibility and zero um zero movement so the way they need to work around that is to put some sort of floating leg leveler mechanism on the game that is sort of sits in the um the uh the legs but allows the table to actually float and move that would be the only way they could work around that so I, that's another question i would be asking mel um, as well. So how would the mechanics of tilting work on the big tables? So apparently this stuff is out in the wild right now. Mm. Uh, they're testing it um, in the United States. It's uh, Meltal in certain locations, but I'm not allowed to say where uh. um, it exists. It's out there. Um, and so some of you might come across them. Uh, they're just kind of, you know, they want to beta test and see what, uh, how it, how it handles real world. Because uh, it's in Dave and Buster's as their test locations, right? Based no. on what the... No, oh, that's different. where you wind up. Um, <clears throat> it's in all manner of different types of uh, venues. Basically, ah. they're where it plays best. But by fall, uh, so call it September, October, around there, that's when it's supposed to get the big rollout. Ah. Uh, and so Mel said that he'll make sure that he lets me know where the nearest Dave and Buster's uh, is that's going to have one for me so that mm. I can actually get some hands on it and, and see how it plays. Mm, cool. That's That will be very interesting. So um, mm, if, you, if, you, if you happen to know uh, off the record where those locations are, you should maybe uh -huh. go and accidentally go and check one out if there's one near you. Yeah, unfortunately, there isn't one near me. Uh, oh, bummer. <laughs> oh, dude. Bummer. Um <clears throat> But again, if, if any of you see one, make sure you uh, take pictures and post it on Twitter. And Maybe. share the location so we can go and you know Ooh. hack it. Well, at least try it. Try it out of some sort. Mm. The other thing was that he did kind of address that, yes, it will be able to integrate a bit with your phone. Uh. Um, I think that stuff is all kind of tentative, what they're planning on having it do. But it certainly sounds like uh, you know leaderboards from that might appear on your phone uh, and, and mm. might appear in steam or whatever, because again, this thing just hooks up to a network. Um, also they have the ability to have those machines talk to other machines. So you can For have that are, and you can yeah. have high scores popping up. Imagine how easy it would be to set up some sort of selfie style league on these tables. If they're networked and you know, the locations you could actually have, like up on the back glass during um, uh, a track mode, you could say, hey, this machine's part of a tournament. Get in now. Tables in the tournament are this and this, you know? Like it's just... The point. They, they are, they're pushing the E-League thing. I think they mm -hmm. want it. Um, I mean, they've got, everything's kind of in place, but all these other games are kind of, you know, exploding with E-League play. Mm. And I imagine that they want a piece of that. They want to get, you know, 
Well, we all know that you know pinball is more fun when you're playing with this against someone else. Yes. So it's it's very natural to assume that they want to capitalize on that style of gameplay. Um, and you know, we we've seen what happens where you know you're in game and you get your pop ups about you know who's beating you, how close your friends are. That'll be a very short jump to saying, "Hey, location in this Dave and Buster's near you has got good players at it," or you know, that they, you're close to their high score and stuff like that. You know, see, maybe, maybe they'll. You know, I'm just hoping that it becomes a professional sport, and you know, I can, I can try out for a team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that is right. the thing with e leagues. It's the, you know the ability to everybody's playing under the exact same conditions. I mean, which mm. is different than any of your pinball tournaments where you have to physically go to it and everybody plays the exact same machine. So the conditions are the same, but yeah. with any of these eSport games, Hey, you download the program. Everybody's facing the same conditions. You can play it from anywhere. You can practice at home for as long as you need to practice. Um, mm. You know, all that jazz. That's right. But yeah, the great thing is you need to go to location because that's where you get that consistent cabinet experience, which would be part of the terms of the tournament. Like it's uh, right. Yeah, because you have to. Otherwise, if you're playing at home, you're on a controller. It's easy to tilt, etc. You know, but in a physical cabinet, those conditions change. So it would definitely be a you must visit a site, and of course, that's what they'd want. They'd want you to visit a site so you can support the site and you know buy some food there or whatever, meet your friends there, you know, all that sort of stuff that you know, sort of is part and parcel of tournament play. In fact, I think in some ways that aspect of tournament playing, going to a tournament, is in some respects, better than the actual gameplay itself, depending on, you know, the circle of the, your tournament friends that you hang out with and stuff like that. It's just good to catch up with them every, like, fortnight, for example, and just say day, and have some nice food, for example. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's touch upon the mobile. Mm. What I'm hearing is, once again, <laughs> they've, they've, uh, they've moved the goalposts if you will. Mm. So, and devalue the currency. And devalue the problem. So if you remember from volume one to volume two, um, well, actually those, those all both came out at the same time. Yes. Uh, mm. Volume one and two both came out at the same time as mobile, but iOS came out a full month before Android. Mm. Android started playing with a whole different uh, value, if you will. Uh, mm -hmm. Everything accelerated for how much it costs to do upgrades and you know collect parts and stuff like that eventually ios went and matched it so things got a little bit more difficult for ios match that mm -hmm. then vault 3 comes out and once again things got changed this time uh midway through the whole season where parts were went from being able to earn 20 I think it was, wait, I think I had it as that 36 parts a day that I could earn by playing all four challenges. And suddenly it got knocked down to like 24, 23, something mm. like that. Um, coins were not as abundant either. I mean, they dropped from me averaging seven a day down to three a day. Mm. And it just really made it one of those things where it was just like, oh my gosh, how how is anybody ever going to be able to make collections that being said once i had maxed out my final table instead of getting table parts i was getting coins so i was real quickly able to amass <laughs> i've got what you thought was a huge amount of coins i've got 450 coins in reserve now yeah just waiting and i thought oh this is brilliant all i have to do is collect parts i figured parts uh based off the charting that i'd done would take roughly 26 days of play to get all the parts needed. And then blammo, you know, I just job lay, lay out that hundred, uh, hundred coins for the final upgrade and, and away we go. And, and the rest of the time I'll just be collecting coins again. Hmm. Well, that's now not the case because <laughs> while you can still buy the unlocks for volumes one through three, at 250 coins volume four for one never gave the offer of buying the tables outright this is what people on android are saying oh so there's no limited uh you know three time days offer. time offer to just buy the tables 
none of that. Instead, it was a limited time offer to buy X amount of parts huh. for the three tables. And here's where I'm not quite understanding what's going on, but I guess the new challenge also got implemented. Mm. So you could specifically earn parts for, and I don't it's know this might change weekly, but like for Hurricane or earn parts for... It's like Rose. a parts accelerator, which costs coins, doesn't it? Well, on the one hand, earning parts specific to a table, hey, that's great, because then mm. you know, well, that's the table that I want parts for. But on the other hand, um, it was... <laughs> so now you needed to spend 50 coins in order to get five parts. But you still are going to need 170 parts total mm. to get to your uh, level four upgrade position. Well, that now means that for all three of those tables, for Rocho, for Hurricane, and for uh, Whitewater combined, you're going to need something in the vicinity of like 3,900 coins, what? which is ridiculous in the fact that this entire time I've been playing, since day one of release, I think I've only, I think I've earned less than 1,200 coins. And that's with me at one period of time going, I think, 42, 45 days in a row of playing. Right. So that's just silly. That's just, yeah, that I mean, you're never going to get the table fully upgraded. You might no. get age two upgrade, and then that's about the, you know the extent of it. So it's like they keep, it's, it's not just a matter of, you know, Hey, we were all playing football and they moved the goalposts. Hmm. No, now they're telling you, oh, we're not playing football anymore. No, we're playing we're playing hockey. Hmm. What you don't have you don't have an ice rink? You don't have hockey pads? What 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 have you been doing? What's this going on? Well, exactly. well, go buy them. <laughs> and think, well, why would I want to go buy them when volume oh, five comes out? You're probably gonna change it all again. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be at and least like responding to the data they're receiving is is fair play from the perspective that it's a mobile app, and you know that's what they're using to drive their decisions. But from a gameplay perspective, it just bloated. Like I haven't touched the thing. I have not touched the thing since well, geez, volume three started to mess around with the game dynamics. Yeah, uh, I just went, mm, no, this isn't for me. And it's still installed. In fact, I'm I'm loading it up right now just to actually have a live discussion about the coin pricing. Because I've got mm -hmm. it, um, and uh, unfortunately, because I haven't, sp I have not spun it up since I downloaded the update for it. So it's now updating all the things. Um, <laughs> all so, but all the things, like my computer did this morning. Geez, I like took the latest Windows 10 upgrade while it's loading, and I had I'd left it. And, okay, that's cool. It seemed to finish downloading, and then this morning before we started the podcast, it was like something like 20 updates that were just queued there waiting for the computer to shut down. It's going, whoa, okay. <laughs> uh, I should be okay for the podcast because you know what happens, like Windows updates programs, and then sometimes they start to behave a little bit strangely until you restart. Remember um, when it did that to me during the middle of an interview? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I had to I had to carry it forward, didn't I? Because it was like, yeah. oh. During the middle it's... of the interview, Windows went, oh, by the way, we're updating you right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, and just <laughs> turfed you out. <laughs> it was terrible. Well, I'm gonna just restart the game because it's done all its updates, and now I should, I should theoretically should just theoretically. be able to go back. Maybe, possibly, just be able to go back. And I was having trouble connecting, so um, which I've heard has uh, been a bit of an issue on the latest Android, from what I've read in the forum. Like mm -hmm. people are having trouble like connecting back to the servers, etc. Um, I think I think Wayne, friend of the show Wayne on Twitter, was saying that he is having a lot of trouble with that, and also purchases getting removed that had been made before and stuff like that. So strange stuff. To um, me, unfortunately, the, the, it feels like whoever is deciding this whole pricing model and whatever, nobody there is actually playing it and mm. seeing the feasibility of this. That's right. Because if anybody actually was playing it, they would realize how futile this all is going to be. Mm. Uh, it's just like the worst experience. Like if you're if you're actually actively using the product, yes, and experiencing this day in day out, yes, just it's no good, no good. This no. thing is, I think this thing, this app is hanging. It's not connecting. I've actually I was on mobile data before, which is usually pretty good here, but 
I switched off to um, to Wi-Fi, and it appears to be behaving the same way. So I've updated the tables. Everything is there and apparently ready to go, and then it just hangs there for way longer than it normally does when it tries to connect. So unless something else is awry, like I need to restart the phone or something drastic like that, um, it's actually not playing very nicely as far as connecting to anything, which means you can't play the game. So yeah. No idea. So I will basically uh, say this. Uh, we're supposed to be getting it on iOS this week. If it does indeed turn out to be uh, as horrible as everybody is saying, then I'll have a nice uh, rage fit on the next podcast. That Ooh. being said, the whole reason why I did my data collection last time was to cut through all of the feelings of people getting hosed and Ooh. Show- Exactly. Here's how you are. Here's how you aren't. Uh, so that we we can approach it a little more fact based rather than uh, just feeling based. Yeah, yeah, feeling based. Nothing drives me more nuts than well. I felt that was the truth. Well, yeah, yeah. Showing you hard evidence that is not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it's it's important to at least have some basis for your argument, and that's all it came down to, right? You wanted yeah. to be able to say, look, this is attracted data that I'm working from to formulate my opinions of the app this month, as it turned out, because <laughs> it changes month to month, right? So believe me, I had like I said, I had an entire article written, ready to go. I was just waiting to hear back from Zen as to if there were going to be any other changes I need to be aware of. Hmm. <laughs> because I wanted to put out a guide basically it was, hey, here's what you need to do this is the approach that you need to take depending on what your goals are. Uh, and here's how you can you know, do it. And I was like, boom, great done. And then they made their first change that kind of negated everything that I'd written. And now there's this change, which makes my article look like it's for a completely different game. <laughs> so, yes. Well, the fact that they've introduced a new, a new like freemium game type in there, which requires 25 games to reset or uh, 25 tokens to reset tokens. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a ridiculous amount of tokens to spend based on the current currency model. Like it's just preposterous. I would never do it. Every single change that's been made is made it worse for the player. Yes. Nothing has made it better. There's not one thing that's happened that we've gone. Oh, oh, that. Thank you. Okay, great. That mm. I can. You know, it, like. Fine if you want to introduce a negative, but introduce a positive at the same time. And instead of just been, well, here's more negatives. <laughs> and more negatives and more negatives. No, I'll tell you this for a fact that William's pinball on Android's broken. I cannot connect. Cannot connect. Impossible to connect. Game is dead. So if you're well, listening to issues also. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Those have been popping up frequently. Mm. So not not great though. The fact that you know you have a mobile game that's dependent on accessing the server to play, so if you can't access the server, the game doesn't even load to the front screen. So even if you had paid for offline play, you can't get into the game. I'm checking mine out right now just to see if it's the same on iOS, and I'm hung up on a connecting right now. Ah, uh, yeah. So it must be they must be doing server maintenance. Yeah, it'd be nice if if the app had the connecting screen, they could actually display a we're doing server maintenance while the game is actually loading and actually just return a, a value for the connecting. Well, and here's the other thing. Um, I've got all these tables unlocked and they do not need an the network. network. That's correct. Like They need to do the network check after your game has loaded and then activate the, the network-based... Well, wait, um, there... Okay, it actually did. It gave me a hung up. It said network is not available. I pushed cancel. It let me get into the game. So yes, I can play offline all my tables. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm being impatient. It did, it did load longer. Mm, maybe I'm. It's it's fun. It's fun to diagnose things real time on a podcast. <laughs> uh, it's fun, boys and girls. Yes. Uh, I will give one bit of positive though. Uh, so the feedback that I've been reading on the forums about the volume four flipper physics, people are loving it. They're thinking it's oh, great. Yeah. And everybody's just like, when can we get it in the other volumes? Um, I read one piece of kind of negative feedback today and I was more or less just kind of like, well, 
remember the era that this is coming from because my eight ball deluxe, like they were basically saying that they felt that the, there wasn't enough snap in the flippers. There was too much mm-hmm. give. And my thought was, well, if you're comparing it to a modern Stern, that might be the case. Compare it to my eight ball deluxe. These things are way snappier than what my eight ball deluxe is. This has a lot of give. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, flip. Now compared to an EM, and those things are downright sloppy in comparison. So oh, yeah. I, I'm trusting that, again, since they were photographing those physical machines, seeing what the flippers actually did on those machines, that they've mapped them accordingly to that era. But yes. um, So like they said, the, they're right now they're waiting on basically everybody's feedback, making sure that there's no severe, horrible bugs on before introducing it to the other uh, 10 tables. But as usual, <laughs> just as we were asking, hey, can we get you know the Williams physics thrown into Zen Originals? People are asking, hey, can we get the Lista Flipper physics thrown into Zen Originals? Some people are even asking, can we get the Flipper physics thrown into the Zen single-player mode? So it's still easy, oh. it has the steep, but it has those characteristics. And my thought was, well, but then there's not a large difference <laughs> no. between the easy mode and the harder mode, man, you know, I mean, that's, that's Zen for you, but mm-hmm. I, I made a post and, and tagged uh, deep in the process. And I said, Hey, when you guys make your next original Zen original tables, can you please implement the Zen or the uh, Williams flipper physics into them in your design process? Um, so that it's just like what we have now where you can play single player mode with the flippers the way they are and then you can play classic single player and it'll have the Williams physics and mm-hmm. Deep basically responded that that's what he's gunning for, that's what he's pitching, that's pushing. what he's hoping can be, you know, pushing that can be done which would be that would go over like gangbusters for anybody that has yeah. about Zen Originals if those things actually start feeling like real pinball tables, oh, people would lose their minds. Oh, <laughs> just imagine it would change the entire game experience on things. It would, it would just be, well, it would basically quieten all the naysayers about Zen um, originals being fantasy pinball tables. Exactly. Yeah. And that's essentially, that's a quite a large audience with the, uh, diehard pinball fans. So, and I get where Mel is coming from because it's the same approach that Farsight said. Look, if we go and remaster, if you will, all the old tables, we're not going to charge you all over for them, though. It's no. just going to be rolled into it. Well, that's a lot of expense on our part and not getting a lot of, you know, not really getting anything back out of for doing it, except from the standpoint of. They recognize how many new players they got because of the Williams collection. Mm. And those people have not necessarily bought Zen originals. So if those physics got put into there, there's a potential huge influx of people that would be buying all that stuff. I think they should just do a poll, like list all their tables and go, you have three, you have three dollars to spend. What what tables would you like to put your dollar coin in for upgrades? You know? Well, I honestly think that a lot of it has to do with like some of those early Zen tables. There's a lot of what we call railroad physics mm. because they could. And the second you put in real world physics, suddenly the table no longer will work the way it was designed. Because there's some ridiculously steep ramps. Like think of Earth Defense, for example. And- oh, exactly that ridiculous ramp that would defy, it would need an accelerator magnet on it for the board right. to actually get around it. So those ones would cause problems for sure. But things like aliens. Aliens would be perfect. And Bethesda, like that, those, those would work perfectly fine with, with yeah. the Williams physics on them. So I suspect that that's what they would do, that they would take care of some of the newer tables because the mm. newer tables are designed a little bit more with real world aesthetics in mind, it seems. Correct, yeah. Um, Start with, and basically you just start with one of those packs and be like, boom, now with, <laughs> now with Williams physics and see if the sales uh, suddenly jump. Because if the sales suddenly jumped on that, then I then think that's a clear indication. Yeah, yeah, fine. We'll do more. Um, 
The interesting yeah. thing, though, is that how many people would be new to those tables? Because they've been out for a while. So I'd imagine all the people that would have purchased those tables would probably already have them. So would you see an uptick in sales? Or would you oh, see... That's, that's what Mel was saying, that as soon as they added Williams Pinball, they had a very large influx of new players to Zen in terms of the platform. Right. Like the, so you're saying they, that those new players may not have gone through the back catalog just yet they because they're they still... Probably, they might have purchased a table a long time ago and gone, eh, Zen's not for me. And they still have that table then within our collection. And they probably gave it a try again and went, yeah, Zen's still not for me. I like these Williams physics. I'm only here for the Williams pinball. Mm. But if you have a table, this is an original that has that. And, uh, you know, let's... And they buy they that. Put like a like a banner on there saying now with Williams physics, for example, exactly. like that would be, that would be an impetus for someone to buy or like run a, run a advertising campaign. saying, Hey, guess what? Williams physics are on these, like send out the newsletter or like up in the app, for example, easy, right? Easy way of advertising. I believe that when we get this new pack of Zen originals in 2020, if they, if they have those physics on them, I would encourage everybody that wants this to happen to the old ones to make sure that you back and show yeah. that there's mass support for it, like beyond what they're used to. Mm. Uh, with you know, because obviously by this point they know how many table sales I can probably expect right off the bat. Mm. Um, so if that exceeds their expectation, then mm -hmm. and that would be let's be serious. That's like an obvious thing. They're probably already engineering it now. Um, in the game to actually load those physics as part of the, the game. Because why wouldn't they? They've got the opportunity to just add the, the, the package in. So, yeah, it makes sense well, to me. It wouldn't be hard to... It's one thing to reverse engineer. And there's been some problems, folks, in the beta when playing some of these Williams tables with Zen physics where the ball doesn't roll the way it's supposed to, to roll. It's hitting posts or not going off the flipper the way that it should because they're applying the Zen physics to it instead of the regular Williams physics. Yeah. So then they go in, they have to tweak and, and, and make some adjustments so the ball flows the way it's supposed to flow. Well, it's easy to do it that direction. It'd be much more difficult to do it the other direction, taking a Zen original and applying Williams physics. And yeah, they'd probably have to redesign some ramp entries and stuff like that. Well, absolutely. You'd have to, there'd be some absolute, some redesigning going on and it ne necessarily visual redesigning but coding, saying, hey, the ball is going to come this direction. You need to allow it to to mm. get into place. So there might be some hidden railroading, if you will, or or whatever. But yeah, that's what, yeah. If if indeed though that that kind of stuff gets announced, you know, we'll we'll mention it here. Um, I would hope that there is a large show of support for that. Uh, yeah, and that's the best indicator to make Zen go. Okay, we'll go ahead and start applying this to other things too. Yeah, exactly right. I'm still seeing if it's still yeah, it's still connecting. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I've, I've tweeted Zen, by the way, to Good. report the bug. So we'll see what they come back. Probably not within the duration of the show what we have left, but yeah, um, at least it's out there. And that's what I've been also kind of saying. Um, look, guys, if you want to get a response out of Zen, tweet them. Mm -hmm. They got get more a... people watching Twitter. Oh, like, I, I sent an official. I, yeah, exactly. I sent an official like request through the sport app. And my response came four or five days later. Yeah. It, like, it, it, it took a while. And they apologized for the delay, but, like, it, I actually ended up resolving the problem before they even responded. So, yeah. yeah and, was, but meanwhile, when I've sent requests on Twitter, I've gotten a response within hours. Mm, uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and the key, too, with that is applying the proper hashtags. So, like, right now, if you're having a problem with the Williams app, it's hashtag Williams pinball. That's mm -hmm. actually what is tagging and letting them know what you're talking about. Um, if you're talking about FX three, make sure you uh, send the tweet, the tweet out to the pinball FX three Twitter account, as well as the Zen account. So, mm -hmm. I mean, there's different areas that you can attack and, and, and kind of point to. Uh, and then of course, you know, make sure that we at the blockade know what you're sending. And sometimes we'll piggyback on that. And, uh, <laughs> Enjoying yeah. the event. So totally will. Yeah. And how do you do that? Why well, it's real simple. All you do is you just go at blockade 
and that'll also include us in that for Twitter. That's uh, right. Which some people have been doing this week. Like they have been. been. Yeah, we've had a fair bit of interaction on Twitter this week with stuff that's going on with Android. Um, and, you know, it's been good. It's been good to actually have that live conversation with folks. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, at that, folks, we're going to let you go. We've we've talked and yapped enough, but mm. uh, we'd love to hear what your thoughts on Volume 4 are. I know that I've been entering a whole bunch of tournaments on FX3 that uh, have been featuring those tables, because why the hell not? They seem like yeah. fun. And uh, I, <laughs> I got to say, I've been playing so much of the mobile app that it's kind of shocking to me playing FX3 and going, holy crap, the lighting is really, really much better on this, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. So I've got a bit of a, um, an interesting thing happening this week. I've decided to, uh, to get a gaming laptop. So oh. um, I'm getting one with an RTX, um, NVIDIA RTX card in it, which is like the successor to GTX. Okay. Um, so it's a, it's going to be a bit of a beast. It's going to have a 160 hertz screen on it, so it should be butter smooth. And I'm going to see how that affects um, all the pinball game titles that I've got and work out whether the satisfaction is greater, which I'm sure it will be. So, yeah, that'll be fun. It should be arriving Wednesday or Thursday, I think. Good times. Yeah, so I'll get rid of the silly Service Book 2, which is just starting to dissatisfy me more and more as I have to use it. So this computer will also be my work laptop. I'll petition it so uh, it'll have my personal on one profile and my work on the other so it separates the concerns and just set it up right. So, yeah, it should be good. Looking forward to it. All righty. Well, with that, folks, we'll uh, we'll chat with you next week. Here, I'm going to try something, Jared. I didn't okay. get last week, but I'm going to try it anyway. Here we Oh, hey, look at that music. Yeah, we're going to use this for our outro for the moment. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening, folks. We appreciate it. And uh, be sure to comment and let us know what you think of the show. If there's any topics you want to hit upon, we will do that. That being said, I have no idea what we're going to talk about next week, but I'm sure we'll figure it out along the way. Well, thanks for hopefully listening. by that time, they um, have the uh, iOS release out. So. Oh, yeah, that's probably what we'll be talking about. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, with that, we bid you adieu and talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Sayonara.